What's up, everybody? We're coming back at you with a pretty big time interview. Uh, West Virginia, great. Uh, are you in the Hall of Fame yet, KJ? Uh, no, not yet. Oh, that's uh, <laughs> that's got to happen pretty soon. Uh, future WVU Hall of Famer Kevin Jones. Kevin, how you doing tonight, man? I'm doing. I'm doing good, man. I can't complain. How are you? Good, good. So, where are you at right now? Are I know you're probably back in West Virginia. Where are you working out? Getting ready for the TBT yet? Yeah, I'm currently in Morgantown. You know, uh, this is where I live during the off season throughout the summer. So, just been here all summer, like you said, getting ready for the TBT and also getting ready uh, for my season coming up. Um, I should be, I should know where I'm playing very soon. So, stay up, stay updated. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. keep y'all updated. Yeah. So, uh, you said summertime. Uh, I'm a teacher, so I'm off. I just do this as a, you know, side gig. So my, I have a four-year-old son named Beckham, and I know you've been to this place, but he is obsessed with Mike or Wally's slide up on the Canal oh, River. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> have you have you made your way down there yet this summer? I haven't personally been on it, but my family who came into town for a TBT last summer, they love Wally's slide. Yeah, he, and he's so, um, you know what I mean. He's so nice to everybody that comes down. He let my nieces and nephews come down and get on the slide and all that. They loved it. Well, what's amazing is if, if you're there all day, people just come the entire time. Uh, they'll they'll pull up with their boats, and, you know, Wally's just a good guy. He's like, come on over. Come on down the slide. So my four-year-old is fearless. He'll go down it on his stomach, on his back. It doesn't matter. So just didn't know if you would made it down this summer. So um, you talked about updating us on where you might be playing Next year, let's just get a quick uh, recap about your season this past year. How'd you do? Where were you? Just kind of give our listeners an update about that. Yeah, this past season was kind of um, just it's kind of tough because uh, I wasn't able to get out to Japan until way later than I wanted to. I actually got out in March when the season actually starts in like August, September. Uh, and that for that reason was because, um, you know, the borders had closed due to COVID, COVID restrictions and everything, and it was hard to get a visa. So I didn't end up playing until later than I wanted to. And I played for the um, Hitachi Sunrockers in um, Shibuya, Japan. And um, once I got there, it was kind of slow from the start, you know, just not playing, being out of the game, game rhythm and whatnot. But uh, once I started getting the hang of everything and, and getting back in game shape, I, I finished the season pretty good. We were one game out from making the playoffs, so that sucked um, to not be able to make the playoffs. But I think I left a pretty good impact on the team. So how many – and this is just me. I have a – you know, I always wonder about basketball. So how many games is in their regular season over there and how much did you miss because of getting over there kind of late? It's a 60-game season, and uh, I played 21 or 22, so pretty much one-third of the season. Okay, yeah. So, and are you hoping to go back to the same league, or are you open uh, to do different things, uh, go to a different country, or you like that particular league? I like that. I love the uh, Japanese league. I've been there for the last uh, four or five seasons, so I think I'm pretty much going to be going back there with team. I don't know yet, but I should know soon, uh, you know, Agent stuff is talking with different teams, trying to negotiate some things. So we'll, we'll see pretty soon. And were they pretty strict about strict about lockdowns? I mean, did y'all have full crowds? Uh, because I've I've always heard Japan's been kind of strict about you know COVID restrictions and things like that. Yeah, they have been pretty strict. Uh, this past season, they haven't been as strict. Uh, we've had pretty much full capacity crowds, but I know the year before that um, you know they were letting 
50%, maybe 75%, definitely not the whole capacity. But as players, the league mandates that we have to take a COVID test every two weeks, you know, just to keep everybody safe and, and everything like that. So they do a good job on staying top of stuff like that. Good deal. Good deal. So, yeah, you'll have to keep us updated uh, once you find out what team you're on. Uh, so now let's just kind of get into the TBT. I know last year I'm just going to give you a, a, a fan perspective as somebody who, you know, us four guys, we started this podcast just because we were – we've always been Mountaineer fans since, you know, we were born. Uh, COVID happened. We'd always talked about doing a podcast, so we started it. And since we started the podcast, that has definitely been – I'm a basketball person. The other guys, they're kind of baseball, football. I love all those things too, but – uh, as a basketball guy, that first game when you all just – and we were down on the court because we had our media passes. When you guys ran out and the pep band was playing, I mean, I got chills as a fan. So, I can imagine somebody like you who, you know, is an all-time great uh, in the record books for, you know, rebounds, points, everything, Final Four, all your accomplishments at WVU. And, you know, once you think your career's over, you're never going to run out to the pep band playing again and all these Mountaineer fans chanting, let's go Mountaineers. So just kind of in the blood and sweat that you all did with hugs and, you know, <laughs> the treadmill and all those workouts and, you know, all those hard practices that fans don't experience. So how neat was it for you just running out there that first time to see all the fans, to see the support, to hear the band playing again? So just kind of go over last year. Let's recap last year first. Oh, man, like you said, it, it was surreal for me um, just to have that feeling. Like you said, you you got goosebumps as a fan. I, I definitely did as a player because, I mean, obviously we knew we have a great crowd coming out if it was going to be uh, in Charleston. But just to, like you said, the pet van, the the uh, rifle going off and everything. And, man, it was, it was crazy. It felt like I was still in college. So that got me even more amped to play. And then also on top of that, we were able to get the win. You know, we didn't get as far as I felt we should have or I felt like, you know, that we could have. But just that experience, man, and just to have that again this year, and I think it'll be even more just because based off of um, the promotion we've been doing and the success that we had last year, I, I can't wait. That's that's going to be the best part for me playing in front of a Mountaineer crowd. So we've talked about this several times uh, in previous interviews and in previous podcasts. Charleston has done such a better job of promoting the TBT. I don't know if you all had anything to do with that, the TBT itself. Uh, we, we've said this several times that we were down in March for the Boys State Tournament. They're passing out shirts. There's signs all over the place. Your face is all over the Coliseum right now. So just did you all have anything to do with that, or did, did the TBT decide let's invest a little more in the Char Charleston region uh, to see if we can't get you know bigger crowds? And last year the crowds were great. Yeah, no doubt. I think I would like to think we all had a hand in it, whether it be the players, TBT, the fans. We told them that we were going to be one of their biggest, you know, fan bases if, if they let us in the TBT when we first started in 2019, and we were right about it. We knew our fans would show up. We knew our fans would uh, give the support that we've known them to do throughout our careers. So it was no surprise to me that they put – more emphasis on the WVU, uh, the West Virginia region, because it's like undeniable the fan base and the um, level of commitment that they all have to the school. So, uh, I mean, I don't think there was any other way you could go about it than to have a region in West Virginia. So I'm happy they finally did it. And like I said, I'm excited to, to get back there to Charleston. Well, that's like you kind of said, 
you told them in two thousand was two thousand nineteen the first time we entered the team. Yes. And that's you know the the famous not famous but the you know the reputation was that the Mountaineer fans went there and they sold out a beer. <laughs> so yeah, one. And and we took over you know Mountaineer fans took over uh, that arena there at VCU so they had to once COVID was over to kind of give us a shot. We didn't disappoint last year so we're anticipating. Uh, big crowds, and we had Jake on, and he said there's still tickets available. Um, so just try to get those while you still can. Uh, and let's just talk about first, uh, uh, we'll talk about the roster and how you had your hand in that. Uh, but let's talk about your exhibition events, uh, kids' camps, and everything coming up uh, in the next couple of weeks to kind of start promoting the TBT. So, so the exhibition game is uh, Saturday at Fairmont State. It starts at 6 o'clock, but doors open at 5 o'clock. We have, um, you can get your tickets on our website, bestvirginia.org, or you can get tickets at the door. Either way, they're both $10 for the tickets. Game is at 6 p.m. Um, that follow, The next day, Sunday, the 17th, we're having a, um, a kids camp at Milan Park Community Center from 2 to 5, ages 6 to 13. Boys and girls are um, allowed to attend, and, you know, we're, the guys are going to, bring everybody through drills and sign some autographs and, you know, just very, a lot of interaction with the kids. Um, so we're definitely excited about that. And then also we have a camp in South Charleston Community Center from 3 to 6, July 22nd. So that'll be the Friday before the uh, we play that Sunday. Yeah. Uh, what time does that one start at the community center? From 3 to 6. Yeah, my my son is making me come back. We're coming back from the mountains a day early, so he can be there for that. My oldest, he's 11. So, um, okay, I appreciate, we appreciate that. We appreciate yep. that. We can't wait to see him. So we will be there. So now let's just kind of get into it. So from listening uh, to your all's podcast, The Final Forecast, it sounded like John Flowers said, all right, KJ, it's your turn to have the roster so did you have complete control of, like, the coach uh, getting James Long? We've had James Long on the podcast probably five or six times now. So we interviewed him once he said yes. Uh, you got Coach Tallman from Morgantown after his state championship this past year. Uh, and then the big get, uh, and we had Greg on a couple weeks ago, Richardson, uh, was somehow you all pulled JC coming in to be one of the assistant coaches. So just kind of talking about the coaching staff first, and then we'll kind of get into the roster too. Uh, so – a funny backstory. It kind of started out as a joke. So, you know, uh, me, if you listen to our podcast, me and John joke with each other all the time. So he was just talking about how hard it was to get everybody together for the uh, for the TBT. And I'm like, it can't be that hard. I seen you work. I didn't, I didn't see you work that hard. So I was like, I could, I could probably do the same thing. He was like, oh, you really think so? All right, cool. All right. Now, now you got control. You're going to be the GM for next season. I'm like, me being the person I am, I'm I'm not gonna shy away from it. I'm like, all right, cool. I'll do a I'll do a better job than you did. So um, it all started out as a joke at first, and then, you know, I'm really serious. I want you to make this team. So I was like, all right, cool. I think I have the basketball IQ, and I have the you know the personality and the the connections to you know make people want to play. And you know, it, it's the, it speaks for itself. The TBT, and then also playing the West Virginia region. I didn't think I had to sell it much. Uh, boy, was I wrong. Um, <laughs> I, it was a lot that goes into it, and I told John I apologized to him. I was like, man, I don't want to do this again. <laughs> it's a lot that goes into it, whether from picking the coaches, from picking the players, man, that's a lot. It was a great process, though. I, I enjoyed it, but I definitely don't want to do it again. 
Um, so from picking James, I thought James did a great job last year. Um, I felt that this year he would be even better as a coach because, you know, he was getting his legs under him. And as far as, like, coaching pros, and it's different coaching people you don't know and then people you watched growing up as a kid. So, right. you know, just just that, that um, just trying to tiptoe around certain things and, you know, asking our opinions more than kind of trusting itself. And this year I was just like, hey, man, we need you to coach. I, I have full trust in you and we're just following your lead. And I think he's much more confident now as as a person and also as a coach. So I'm, I, I couldn't think of anybody better to, to uh, coach us this year. And then as far as the assistant coaches, he um, he wanted to bring back uh, Coach Tallman, who did a great job, Dave Tallman, head coach of Morgantown High School. Um, uh, Peyton, Peyton Sturm, who uh, he's his, he was his assistant coach at WVU Tech. Yeah. So um, he w- this was a coaching staff that he was very comfortable with. And um, who did, and like I said, Coach, Coach Tommy did a great job last year as well. And um, as far as JC, it was crazy how we got him because I want to say two days before, like, the final rosters had to be made, uh, we were going over stuff in the, in the hotel room and just, like, you know, seeing who we who were going to get to fill the final spots. And JC was in there because uh, James was working him out that day. And uh, he was going through it with us. And we was like, hey, you know, you know what, who, you know what would be a great surprise for the fans, and we know who would, you know, they would turn out for is like if you would be on the bench with us. And then obviously JC has a crazy schedule, you know. So um, he was like, yeah, let me check. And um, fortunately, he was able to clear his schedule and, and do that for us. And he, and James said he big timed him the first time he asked. So. <laughs> I think we all we all jumped him this time, so he had no choice but to say yes. But uh, we're we're glad he said yes, and um, he's going to be a great asset to our team. Just I know people wish that they he could play on the court with us, and I know he wish he he could play as well. But I think he'll be a great asset from the bench. Yeah, and that's one of the things too. So you know that kind of happened to us when we had Tariq, and then he signed with the Wizards, and they wouldn't let him play a couple years ago. But let's talk about some of the newcomers. Now, you went out. So, just first off, you don't have to answer it this way. Who was the hardest sell to get? Because I know fans have been clamoring to get Devin Ebanks on this team since the TBT has started. Was he the hardest sell to get? Or was it somebody else? Because that's probably the fans, as as far as alumni that are coming back, that's probably – they've never played before. He's probably the one that people are the most excited about because it's been so long since we've seen him play. Yeah, for sure. And uh, Dev has always wanted to play um, since we started the TBT. It's just the, you know, the conflict, the schedule. He had a lot of things going on around the same time that the TBT was going on. So it's like this year, finally, you know, his schedule was cleared and he was able to play. But, you know, Dev played in the exhibition game against us, like the, the tune-up game, and he's seen the atmosphere. And he, you know, so he witnessed it himself. And he was like, yeah, I want to play in this kind of environment. So he was already one foot in. So it was just getting, you know, getting the other one in and, mm-hmm. and clearing the schedule. But that that was a lot of John. John laid the groundwork for that one. So I can't really take the credit for gotcha. that one. Yeah. So, and then you added, so we technically, you know, in years past, we've always been completely West Virginia until Jamel last year. And we had him on mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago. Great addition, sharpshooter, much needed. So then you go out and you get uh, Tanner McGrew. Uh, and Caleb Wesson, yeah. 
And D'Angelo Hunter, I mean, he played – he may have not graduated, but he did play for WVU. So what went in – I know Greg told us Jay Sean had the hookup with – Jay Sean Page had the hookup with Caleb Wesson. What yes. do you think he's going to bring? I mean, 6'10", younger guy, maybe some depth off the bench as far as at the center position. So what – just give us kind of a quick scouting report on Caleb. I think the thing Caleb is going to bring to us is obviously more size, more length, um, which is that's what we envision building the team as. Uh, I, and also another guy, he's, he plays uh, high level uh, overseas in, in Puerto Rico. He plays uh, on the same team as Jay Sean. So, and then also a guy who, who's played high level in um, college. I mean, he's he's played against WVU already in college. He put up good numbers against them. So it was crazy how we got him because he was actually supposed to play for the Marquette Golden Eagle team. And then something happened with that that, you know, he didn't end up playing. And then Jay Sean was just like, yo, we're looking for a big man. And that was, <laughs> I mean, it, he just kind of fell in our lap. We got really fortunate for that. So um, I think he's going to be bring uh, a great element to our team. Um, we didn't really have a whole lot of size, especially at that position, the center position. So now we have a true center. I think it's going to allow us to do a lot of different things, both defensively and offensively. So I think that was a great pickup for us. Yeah, and then you go out and add a, a West Virginia born and raised and Tanner McGrew, and he's going to come on with us uh, in a little bit. And you know what's interesting about him, if you just look at his career at West Virginia Wesleyan, he went from averaging two points as a freshman to 22 as a senior. Uh, wasn't, you know, highly re recruited, played in the G League now, has has made himself, you know, into basketball being uh, a career for him. I've seen you've been working out with him. So kind of give us what you're expecting out of him. Another guy with great size, can shoot the ball. Uh, so kind of give us a scouting report on Tanner. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, a do-it-all guy. Um, the thing I love about Tanner most is basketball IQ. He knows how to play the game. Um, he knows where everybody is on the court, and he's so good at making other people better, whether it's setting the screen, whether it's, a, you know, a bounce pass, whether it's just, you know what I mean? Like, he's just always yeah. in the right position. And um, also a great shooter, great player in his own right. So um, we're excited to have him on the team. Um, Nate, um, Nate, uh, Adrian, unfortunately, couldn't be on the team this summer, but I couldn't think of a better guy to replace him than um, than Tanner. So um, Tanner also has a lot of experience playing overseas, just finished playing in Romania and played high-level basketball, whether it be summer league or jazz training camp and all that stuff. So, yeah, I, I, I really like the basketball IQ of this team. So that's kind of what, with Nate being injured and not being able to play, you kind of see Tanner filling in. Because Nate is known to have high basketball IQ. He's going to be in the right place. He's going to make the right pass. So that's kind of the role Tanner may play for us. Exactly. But, you know, again, I'm not the coach. Uh, James has the ideas of, you know, what you want each guy to do. But that, me personally, that's what I see Tanner doing for us. Gotcha. So – Man, we are super excited to get down in Charleston. It, I mean, I can't believe we've been talking about it for a while, and it's here. I mean, you guys report. Is it the 15th you are getting together in Morgantown first? Um, yes. So, everybody's going to come in. Well, some people are going to come in Thursday night. I think some some people may come in Friday afternoon. But we, we have our first official practice at 7 um, Friday night, and then we're going to have a shoot-around uh, before the exhibition game, and then we're going to play. Assuming uh, will y'all be at the basketball facility? Hugs letting y'all use that like he always does. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, awesome. yeah. He, 
yeah, he's letting us use that, which we're very um, grateful for. And uh, yeah, man, we we're excited about everybody getting together, seeing how everybody meshes, and and uh, I think we have a real good shot at this thing. I do too, and that's why even if you think about last year, Team Twenty Three goes to the championship, had a chance to win, had a couple shots to win, and we were right there with them. Um, so with the pieces you've added, uh, we have a good feeling we're expecting to make a little bit of a run to Dayton. Yeah, no, no doubt, no doubt, and um, yeah, like like I said, um, we we have a little bit of mix of everything, and um, also you you asked about D'Angelo Hunter, just speaking on him, yeah. you know, even though he didn't graduate from um, from WVU, he's gotten so much better as a player, and uh, just watching his progress, and um, yeah, I think he's gonna he's gonna add a, another great element to the team, another guy that uh, does a little bit of everything, and I think he's gonna be one of our big defensive stoppers. He um, just watching his tape and how much he's he's uh, grown as a player. We're we're looking forward to that pickup as well. And is he still? I mean, I I feel like when he was at West Virginia, I know he's here for a season, but he was kind of a three point shooter too. So is that kind of one of his strengths still? Uh, you said defense, but he's still known to kind of be able to shoot the three ball, right? Yeah, he can shoot the three ball as well. He does a mix of everything, that Um. Uh, another guy that's long for uh, for that position, um, tall, athletic. Another guy that we, again, I said we can do a couple of different things with both offensive and, offensively and defensively. So that's what we were looking for, uh, uh, a bunch of guys with high basketball IQ who, who are always in the right spots, do a little bit of everything. Also, you know, talking about Jermaine, the pickup of Jermaine, he can play one through three, four if he had to, you know what I mean? So... I think that's our biggest strength is having guys who, who can do a little bit of everything on the court. Gotcha, man. Well, we are excited. We will see you in Charleston in a couple of weeks. And, KJ, we appreciate you hopping on with us tonight. Thank you, man. Appreciate you having me. All right, see you, man. Okay. Bye.